he's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are back on the correctly acclaimed Undisputed Podcast. That is the DJ. That's me. He's got... What are you doing? That's Mr. Stinky Feet making funny faces in the camera, Mr. Robert Fish. Currently not below you. Not below me, no. No, you're below me? Yeah, I am below him, yes. Was, uh, <laughs> how's it feel, Frank, to below feels, me? Feels a, warm, feels a little warm and fuzzy. Actually, I should probably be asking myself how that feels. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, just yeah. performing. When we uh, when we got in the we got in here and you Bobby was wherever Bobby was he wasn't here yet and Frank's like oh no I'm below <laughs> oh no it's like yeah well you are we'll just let that go well unbeknownst to either of you or our listeners I'm not wearing trousers okay thankfully the cameras are just your your shoulders up so well i said i'm not wearing trousers that doesn't mean i'm not wearing speedos shorts multiple speedos and i mean really it could be anything i could be wearing a dress you could be a tutu your ring gear maybe (laughs) maybe you have your ring gear on i don't know what you got maybe you never know that is true. Never, never know. You know uh, what's on as we're recording right now? Do Baseball. You know? Baseball's on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, don't, we don't watch that in my home. Uh, Frozen. No. Okay. Uh, NXT. Halloween uh, Havoc. I believe... Um... Brian Pillman Jr. is debuting tonight. Huh? Yeah, I just yes. I just watched I just watched his debut. Just oh, not his name though. That's not uh, that's not where he's his going. His name right? is now Lex King, I think, or something. Something like that. Like yeah. 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 I'm and glad then, he didn't actually getting getting a fresh start for his old old self. Good for him. Well, yeah. I mean, I you know. It's, Let's see what happens, man. I, I wish him the best. Um, it's never easy for second generations. Oh, look at Brock Anderson. Yeah. Well, what happened to him? He's no longer with uh, AEW. Oh. Well, yeah, I, saw, I saw something about him, His contract but I didn't know what right. it was. Oh, so, and they just didn't renew it? Yeah. He has been on TV in a, a while. Yeah. So it was but like... It, Go ahead. It wasn't like he was a critical piece of any storylines or anything, right? He did anything wrong. He just Well, I mean, it may truly just be one of those uh, situations where he's got to go find himself on his own. Um, and that's that's part of the process, you know? And, I, and it's hard at, at his age and his level of experience to understand it it as a process but it really is a process you know and everybody's scenario is is different for whatever reason you know like 
Eddie Guerrero, you know, was like grew up in the business and was doing this since forever. Um, you know, but then somebody like me, like I kind of got what would be considered a late start. I was 25, but that I wouldn't trade the years I played college football for a sooner start in pro wrestling. You know what I mean? I, I nobody's would be a difference. Lane is different. Uh, as far as my career. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think no. I'm going to say no, too, because you're probably, obviously, you're more mature when you start at 25 than you are at 18, 19. You've seen a little bit more. Well, I mean, I, from, a life, life, from a life standpoint. For sure. And there were a few stops along the way that, like, it almost just didn't, you know, like, I, I uh, through was ready to, had circumstances in my life, like, um, my first daughter being born where it was like mm, wrestling might you know might have to take a, a might have to not happen <laughs> you know but for better or for worse i mean whatever it, it comes out to be it's just uh everybody's path is different you know true 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 yeah true. so i i guess back to the original point um, I could see Pillman at some point, you know, once he finds himself going back to the original name. Um, but who knows, you know, who, who knows what they'll do with, uh, with him in WWE and, you know, you don't really know. Um, I, Brock Anderson, uh, like I said, I, I think go out there and get the, the seasoning that you weren't going to get working really anywhere any tv company whether it be aew or wwe like at his point in his progression it's not going to get that seasoning either of those companies was that his first stop like he had no background prior other than formal training than aew um i don't really know but if it was any if it was anything it was just independence as far as i know Maybe uh, North Carolina independence and stuff. And, uh, you know, now if he has an opportunity to go work in Japan or go work, you know, Canada, Europe, anything like just if he wants to pursue this still, which I think he does. I don't know. I haven't had a personal conversation with him, but yet, you know, um, (laughs) <laughs> well let's we'll get in touch with them uh, you did yeah yeah How'd that oh, go? Well, Didn't I actually, work out? yeah no i i uh i talked to him a while back um let's see i'll revisit it but yeah i just think um he needs to get out there and hit the road start you know getting bookings off of whatever off of the name the name i mean whatever name that he established within AEW, he had some tv time um obviously he's an anderson so 
there's lineage there. Um, just get the bookings and get better. And he already knows this. I mean, I'm not saying anything that I'm sure his father didn't live, you know. So he'll do the right thing. He'll get out there and start logging miles. Here's a question. Other than Cody, who's a um, good second-generation wrestler that made it on his own? Because you had Kurt Henning's kid who... What do you mean, made it on his own? Like, Cody made his own path. Um, uh-huh. Von Eric, eventually. But they kind of got out of their... They, they got out of their father's shadow and, you know, made a name for themselves. They weren't, you know... Right. But Cody's name-making for himself required him um, betting on himself. Mm-hmm. But furthermore... That allowed him the time to find himself. And I don't know because it's a question, obviously, for him. But I think that that time away from WWE when he left and he was, you know, um, gold, not gold dust, um, stardust. Stardust. And uh, the dashing and those gimmicks that weren't working. And you could just see that it wasn't working and it wasn't him. And people knew that he was Dusty's son, but it, you know, it just, it wasn't, he wasn't ready in some way because he was ready in a lot of ways, but he just hadn't found himself yet. And uh, not that like I'm any critic, but I think that that time away when he had to do everything on his own and come up with everything on his own, he finally had an opportunity to not like be told what to do. And he just started, you know, figuring it out for himself. And that's what it required. And then that, I mean, so maybe that's kind of what like Brock will do. I don't know. I wish him the best in that regard. I'd, I'd love to see him, you know, figure it out yeah uh so i guess to answer your question frank i i don't know i mean would randy orton yeah i was gonna say are oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. you know there's yeah, that, yeah that guy the rock did pretty well for himself too <laughs> right what yeah he was all right like all he, was, right. he did okay yeah. uh yeah I, I mean i was gonna say orton too although they're third generation but still. Yeah. Yeah. For my money, give me the ace, Cowboy. Cowboy Bob Orton all day long. He's definitely the better Orton. Really? Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Hot take. Because ace, you know, is nobody's um, sidecar. I mean, he, he. Yeah, he's part of my show. That's an interesting notion, like, because Randy's so good. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's interesting. It's an interesting uh, debate, Frank. Thank you. So, Mount Rushmore. Oh, Mount Mount Rushmore of second generations. And or third generation, so that Orton can be included. Mount Rushmore. Dennis, go first. I gotta, I gotta marinate one. Well, I mean, we pretty much just said three of them. Okay. 
you know, so is that the three you're going with? I mean, I, yeah, because otherwise I can't really think of any. And oh, I, gotta, I got a good one. I mean, there's there's one, but I don't want to mention him because he's got in trouble with the FBI. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I got three and I'm kind of stuck on four. He got in trouble with the FBI? Cash Wheeler? Uh, Ted, Ted. Oh, Ted Jr. Yeah. He's in trouble with the FBI? He's, he's had some legal... Some some trouble. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? <clears throat> I think it had to do with some money. Um, some money, money, funny, money, 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 funny business. Yeah. Oh, the million dollar son. Yeah. Well, well, I wish no ill will upon any of the above. So I will not make fun of it any more <laughs> than that because that was definitely. It was naughty. It was bad. Naughty. I like that. Naughty. I'll, I'll, I'll throw for my... <laughs> the hell? Nanu, nanu! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is what happens with the late ones. The they really get they're, on, yeah. yeah when they're it's, late, nanu, nanu. shit gets loopy. You know, I've been doing stuff all day. It's late. My wife's asleep. You know. All right, then keep it down, Frank. We don't want to wake up Mrs. Fish. No, we don't. Yeah. Oh, I did, did I tell you? I do you have you guys ever owned a cat? Yeah. Meow. Thanks, Frank. I mean, we know Moose has cats. Yeah. Yeah, I got. We got <laughs> and three they in have the house. Buttholes. Do your cats have buttholes? Yeah, Moose's cat has a butthole. They, I'm pretty sure they all come with one. I yeah, think. <laughs> but we know. Oh, we well, know for sure that Moose's cat has. Yeah, because it showed it to us. Yeah, yeah, clear as but, day. Um, so Mrs. You, Fish, do you have a and, cat now? Yeah, Mrs. Fish and our ten year old came home with um. His name is Astro. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my wife loves this cat more than me. (laughs) He sleeps in our bed. (laughs) Well, it's because he's not up when she goes to bed recording podcasts. That's why. Well, I don't sleep in there at the moment because of the CPAP machine that goes on my face. Oh, Oh, you got one of those? (laughs) I got one, yeah. It does, I do get like I do feel different in the morning. Like, how do you feel? Like, a, explain. Uh, I feel He's like, getting better um, sleep, Frank. I feel like a hooker. Oh. I feel like a drunk hooker. Wow. So, if we were to ask Mrs. Fish on a scale of one to ten, ten being like a plane ride, a plane jet taken off, how bad was your snoring? No, minutes. it wasn't snoring. It's my my. Oh, sleep, I have sleep mild. Sleep I have mild sleep, sleep apnea, and they they were telling me at the sleep doctor that so tremendously heavy people have yeah. sleep apnea, but if you have um, an unusually muscular neck, so like um, Kurt Angle, I'm. I'm assuming <laughs> would have a, a CPAP. Yeah. But like if you have a, a wide neck and it's muscular, um, sleep apnea is pretty common. 
Because it's, uh, it's so it's tightened up on your windpipe. Is that what it is? Well, the muscle when it's not flexed, it it's heavy and it's heavier than fat. And it I lays, did not know that. Yeah, it lays and it constricts your airway. Um, that, that's what they explained to me. Now again, it makes these perfect sense. Are well above my pay grade. So anyway, I fall asleep in public all the time. Like, but Dick Fish used to do that too. So I just figured, well, it's hereditary. But Dick Fish probably had sleep apnea also. Not that he had a tremendously muscular neck, but I, I don't know. I'm just connecting well, the dots here. There's other ways to have it too. Like there are other people that just have it. So. Well, my dad smoked cigarettes, so I'm not part. sure that helped. Probably not. <laughs> but... Um, so anyway, with this with the CPAP, um, I feel much more rested in the morning, and I'm not getting more sleep, but I'm getting better quality sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm actually probably getting less hours hmm. because I'm up now. I've been getting up at between four and six, so now even when I don't need to be, I still wake up at like three thirty. Oof. So I'm not getting more hours of sleep, but I'm getting better quality. And like I feel... The hard, the hard sleep. It's a consistent sleep. Yeah. You're not waking up until, ah, oh, it's good. It's good sleep. You're not yeah. fighting for your life while you sleep. That's There's that part too. So Yeah. <laughs> well, well, who was fighting? Well, Freddy Krueger? With, with ah! with, with, thanks, Frank. With sleep apnea, you're pretty much just, you know, you stop oh, breathing. Right. You stop breathing. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're literally fighting for your life while you're sleeping. <laughs> okay. I should I'm not real smart. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't figure out where you were going with that. <laughs> and I seriously thought Freddy Krueger because the opening match for NXT. The girl came out in a Freddy Krueger outfit. Yeah, yeah. Saw that. <laughs> I stopped so I watching was... after. I was like, uh, okay, yeah. and I changed the channel. But uh, yeah, that's a Twister risky. That's a risky go starting off with a girls match. And now yeah. I'm going to get butchered for that. Well, you know that's a pretty sexist comment, but I I agree with you. Um, you know it's a it's a hell of a way to start off a pay per view. I'll put it that way, or put a, or start off a. A premium, whatever you want to call this. It's a regular Tuesday night, but it's, it's a big uh, commercial free night. It's Halloween Havoc. It's Halloween Havoc. It is. Yeah, Halloween Havoc. You know, Segway. Halloween Havoc. What's your most memorable Halloween Havoc? Do we limit it to WCW or do we go? For me, it's always been a WCW event. I mean, okay, I know that was a WCW event. Sure. NWA event, if you, want, if you will. Um, is that the one? Well, I know it's the one that they did the um, Abdul the Butcher had the makeshift little thing on top of his head and electrocuted <laughs> him. It was terrible, yeah. but that's yeah. what I remember. That's, that's what I remember. From the electrified uh, yeah. cage. Yeah. That I think was the first Halloween Havoc that they did, and that was the main event. It was a Thunder. Was that the first one? I want to say it was the first one. One of, if not the first one, they did. Yeah. Let me go ask the staff if that was the first one. Yeah. 
Talk amongst know. yourself. Frank's going to go converse with the staff, a.k.a. Google. Yeah. <laughs> That's the production staff so, here. So, <laughs> uh, someone who participated in many a Halloween Havoc, uh, He, I mean, he was the face of WCW. Yeah. He's retiring, right? We who who are we talking about? Frank. The man they call Sting. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So it was announced. He announced it himself, yeah? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. So was it uh dynamite or dynamite? Okay. Um how did I didn't see it? So, someone who did see it. I liked it. I mean, it was, you know, he came out. Um, I could tell it was. Everything, right? you know, I, could, mm-hmm. I could tell it wasn't scripted. It was a genuine interview he was doing, you know. It, you know who did he do it with? No, he just I, came out. It was Tony, it was in the, Tony was in the ring initially to, to bring him out. And then he Shivani or Khan? Shivani. And then he asked, you know, told Shivani, you know, Hit the bricks. Beat a geek. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, gave some, he gave some shout outs during his. Yeah, he uh, did. That was pretty cool. Too. To me? Yes. No. no. Oh, shit. I meant, yes. Sorry. Brian Bosworth? Nope. I don't think he shouted out Bosworth. He, uh, <laughs> I know he gave Hogan some love, which was a weird, it was some love, but it kind of wasn't because he brought him <laughs> up and they, the, the they crowd booed. They booed the Hogan thing, and he goes, I hear you, I hear you, but the man taught me, did teach me some lessons. So. Yeah, well, I mean, to say that is definitely giving him his flowers in a way. Like, yeah, listen, this pro wrestling is, I don't care if, you, you know, at the top of the game or the, you know, bottom feeding version of the game, like, the end of the day it's uh it's a it's a it's the business that it is and uh some of the pettiness can get really old and like if this were if guys were really having to fight like to really defend themselves or or not be able to defend themselves um people in the locker room they would change their tune Hmm. you know people get away with saying shit that they're you know with i guess writing the proverbial check that their ass can't cash just because it's pro wrestling you know and it it i think it gives some people a false sense of uh safety kind of like being in your car and flipping off another driver and not knowing if that you know driver is i don't know anderson silva um but yeah i just i think i think pro wrestling's got a, a good amount of that in it um always kind of rubbed me the wrong way um but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. To backtrack, the main event was Rick oh. Flair of Halloween Havoc, the very first one. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair and Sting with Ole Anderson in their corner. 
They defeated Terry Funk and your uh, your man, the Great Muda, the Great Muda. with mm-hmm. Gary Hart in their corner. With Gary Hart. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it was a Thunder uh, Dome match with Bruno Sammartino as the Whoa. special guest referee. Holy shit! Wow. If the, I'm <laughs> let me let me read you this card. Tom Zank defeated Mike Rotunda. The Samoan SWAT team defeated the Midnight Express. Tommy Rich versus the Cuban Assassin. The Freebirds beat uh, Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed defeat the Steiner Brothers. Luger beat Pillman. The Road Warriors beat the Skyscrapers. Wow. That's a pretty good card. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's nothing to swing a stick at. Or a baseball bat. Or a dick. Yeah. So speaking of thing, uh, what is your... <laughs> so speaking of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sting. On to Sting. Favorite, favorite version of Sting? Um, I'm definitely a, um, a surfer Sting guy. Yeah. I can't argue that, yes. I, I didn't not like The Crow um because it was at that time but taken out of its context i don't love it like during its time and it's uh, surrounded by its circumstances it made perfect sense and it was a really cool way to go however um i man that was my childhood like sting captivated the fuck out of me um you know he was ripped um he was athletic coordinated you know because you look at a guy like let's say so the two that i i noticed and was drawn to right away after dusty uh when it came to the nwa was luger and sting and luger obviously you know shredded um, and just abnormally muscular. Sting, similarly muscular, but not as much of a body guy, but insanely athletic. And you could just tell there was just something. He just had spring and coordination. And, you know, those are the things that I was like, um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I knew to identify that's what I appreciated, but I know that I appreciated that stuff. And then that was actually what, that was how I was introduced to the great Muda. I didn't know of his Japanese career. I just, it was when he came into WCW and uh, I think it was the NWA at that time. And then he ended up in that feud with Sting early on. Um, And it, it, you know, then, then I was like, wait a second. What what the fuck is this guy about? I loved how they introduced Muda as the great Kabuki's son. Yeah. That's how he came in. And I was familiar with the great Kabuki from the old so world. Class. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I, to find out years later, they had, they are not related in any way, shape, Yeah, no, not at all. So it was but, so funny. <laughs> right. But I didn't question that stuff. No, like, not as at all. a kid, like, you know, the gimmick... That's all you had to be was like the gimmick 
And then, like, yeah, that's his song. That's where the Paul White being Andre's Andre son, son came yeah. from. And there was no truth to it whatsoever. But, um, yeah, it added, like, a mystique. And then Muda was another one that was... I think the thing that drew me to two wrestlers was their fluidity and their agility and their ability to move. I think I'm learning this later in, in life, but I think I've always been intrigued by movement, but people that move well, even to this day when it comes to like exercise and I've been doing tons of kettlebell stuff lately and I, I just love it. I love, I, I don't know what it is that makes it float my boat, but just love movement. And these guys moved well. Sting moved great. Muda moved great. And that's what I think drew me in. Dynamite Kid moved great. Ricky Steamboat moved great. The, there's this, this is the common thread I'm finding. Um, yeah. You enjoy a good movement. I do. I do. I enjoy a good movement. Right. What is right. That Phil, Phil Brooks, not a good mover. <laughs> Doesn't move well. You know? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No. No. Speaking moves of moving, like a screw fell out of his head or something. Like, of, he's a bad mover. Speaking of moving, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to go there. I was talking about about moving. This guy came out of nowhere with the kicks and all. Anyways, yeah. Um, but Dennis, what is your favorite? Uh, well, my Wait, my can... my what? What? Go ahead. My my I... knowledge of him doesn't really go back that far, but because uh, I yeah, I mean when I was. When I was little, I was more WWF stuff only. So, but I, I thought the Crows thing was great when they introduced that with the NWO and all the shit that he was doing then. I loved that. So, it it was definitely not not to be <clears throat> not to be dismissive of like how cool were the moments when the Monday Night Wars were really in full swing um and they catch a a shot of sting in the rafters yeah you know that that was some of the you know pro wrestling magic you know the way that 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 all the variables kind of create for that excitement and it would normally not be that exciting but yeah that's when pro wrestling is at its like apex you know just showing Sting on the camera would, you know, pop the ratings and pop the live crowd, and yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean that he went a while without even having to get in the ring. He just a long time, like a couple of years yeah. almost. Yeah, he didn't have to do shit. Was just like... He wrestled for a couple of years, <laughs> but that was good storytelling though, because yeah. once he yeah. did, it was huge. It was huge. Right. And I think that that's, um, you know, that's a, a lost art in itself is just making, you know, making people an attraction. I was listening to, I want to say it was Corey Graves' podcast, and he brought up um, one of the recent appearances of Roman Reigns, and he was talking it up. And, you know, I, you don't know how much of it's, um, show 
pushing, no, nah, just pushing a certain narrative, helping to get certain things across, we'll say, to not, not go inside baseball here. Um, but he was talking about how Roman has now become that. He's, he's an attraction because he doesn't, he's not on every Monday or every Friday or, you know what I mean? And he's become an attraction and, uh, you know, whether he's fully there or he's not yet there and, and this is the help they think to get him there. Like, I don't know either way. Like I'm not swimming upstream. I, I agree. Like he's been super consistent. He's polarizing as hell. You got some people love him. Some people that hate him, but they have an opinion. Yeah. That's good pro wrestling. Period. See, I like the attraction thing. Because that's how Hulk Hogan was back in the day. Hulk Hogan was wrestling on superstars on a Saturday afternoon. That was a big yeah. deal. He could have been wrestling Moondog Spot for all we cared. It was, you know, oh my right. God, Hulk Hogan's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how you keep it. It's as old as the business, you know? And, and you keep... It's the same thing as like keeping certain guys protected in a way, not having them do jobs. And I don't know. I think it's uh, the booking in that way is a kind of a lost art form too. I think it died with guys like Jim Cornette, and, you know, old school bookers, Kevin Sullivan and Dusty and, you know, people that they, there was a method to the madness. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know necessarily that it's died because, um, I think very much like I'll just speak personally from the time we were in NXT, I feel like they were very careful with the way they booked the undisputed era, you know, and now there were some, we, we took losses and stuff too, but it was, um, it was just done a certain way. It was horseman-esque. Uh, Is that gin tonic? Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's clear. So, Is Metamucil clear? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. It's like an adult Kool-Aid. Uh, Metamucil? I don't know. It'll make you shit, right? Yeah, that's oh. pretty much. I think that's what it is. It's, it's fine. So it's blueberries. Blueberries make you shit? Yeah. Well, really, any food makes you shit. We have diverted. It goes in. What what if it goes in, it's uh, That's my wife says. That, that's, a, that's a topic of conversation daily in the uh, Ferraro states. You guys day. talk about how food makes you shit on a regular basis? <laughs> Not in so many words. It's usually everything makes you shit. It does. Because that's what <sighs> it's the fucking waste from the shit your body doesn't need. I, uh, <laughs> what do you think it was? Frank? Science, Frank. <laughs> That's science. I know. <laughs> what were you under the impression this has been your whole life? <laughs> True. You, I you, go in there. I, I like to relax in the bathroom. I like sitting down, enjoying life. So for me I mean, to be in there for a good 25, 30 minutes, it's not unheard of. You're gonna end up with fucking hemorrhoids. Yeah. Also, yeah. No, 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 also no. not sure 
what that has to do with food makes you shit. Because I'm in the bathroom. Do yeah, the I move. Know. Okay. But, or, what but does... the food was once food. Yeah, that brought about the shit. And when no, the food goes true. in, yes. it gets turned into shit. Yes. Not all You're... of that. You eat all the, what, what do you mean? No, not all of it. Your body takes the nutrients that it needs out of that, and the rest is waste. True. Yeah, this I is know. why dogs eat their own shit. Yeah, they don't know it's shit. If they think it's they food. think it's food. Yeah. <laughs> Remember like three minutes ago when we were talking about... Sting? Yeah. <laughs> Frank, I want, I want you to... Take a shit? I want you to try your own shit sometime. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I'll tape it. Don't. Please don't. Booby, booby, booby. I will never stop throwing up if you right. do that. I will just. Right. Please so, don't do that. Good Lord. What do you think the odds are Sting's last match being um, a dog shit on a pole match? Probably pretty slim. Yeah. Yeah, because it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Right? No. Good, good question, though. Who's his last match against? That is a great question. I'm gonna go. Ra- I'm gonna go Ric Flair. <laughs> Flair has now. Flair has come out recently and said that he think he says he's got one more match in him. All right. Here's the. Here's the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna up the ante here. Is it a drunk Flair or a sober Flair? I'm saying drunk as fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying no less than 18 kamikazes deep. He might be stoned too. Hi. Yeah, yeah own, at this point. He's got his own yeah, strand. He's got his own brand, doesn't he? Yeah. His own strand and his own brand. Same thing. Strain is what I meant. His own strand. Strand. He's got his own weed. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. it's called Woo. I don't know what it's called, but woo, woo, it should woo, be. Woo. I mean, that's marketing right there. Is that is that real or no? I the weed part, yes. What yeah, it's called, yeah. Burr. But that's what it should be called. It should definitely be called Woo. Woo. Fucking for sure. Yeah. You need to call him. Make sure. I get on that. Do my best with that. All one. right. So we're not done with Sting. Right, Frank? Last, or, last match is against Flair. You against think Flair, or is are we all wagering a guess? I, I mean, what are the like? Who? What are the options? You know, like, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I wouldn't mind teacher versus student. I was just thinking that same thing. Him versus Darby Allen. You do it, and you lead up to it. Yeah, that's. That's... I wouldn't mind because I'll tell you this too: is Darby at his age and whatnot, like, and given the dynamic between the two of them, like, he'll attempt to kill himself to to give Sting the retirement match. You know, to end all retirement matches. Not that I want to see Darby kill himself, but I think that when Darby's, <laughs> that's when Darby's gonna, you know, be at his best. 
Speaking of that's play into Darby's strengths, and I think that could make up for, um, you know, some of the things that obviously at, at this point in the man's career that that Sting's not, you know, he's he's not anywhere near surfer Sting anymore, and no. nor should he be. No. There's actually a documentary that you're in with Darby Allen. Did you know that? No. A documentary about indie wrestling came out. No. It had it been four or five years ago. You're in it very quickly, but they're talking about Darby Allen being up and comer, up and coming indie wrestler out of the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And I don't know who you were wrestling for, but there's a, a part you're talking to real quickly. Well, we, Kyle and I, before we went to uh, NXT, it was one of our last matches. That may have been where they took it from. We tagged at Defy. Yeah, that's, I think it's what's wrong. Defy was when they would they would do everything in black and white when they reproduced it. Yes. And uh, it was Matt Cross and Darby Allen versus, at that time, um, you know, we weren't really Red Dragon anymore. We weren't doing that. Kyle had, you know, with Ring of Honor, was doing his singles stuff to get him and Cole hot before Final Battle. And, uh, I was just kind of doing um, my own stuff, but then we were no longer under contract with Ring of Honor, so we hadn't tagged in a while because we hadn't worked in New Japan. I don't remember what it was, but like around the holidays or something. And then um, right before that's when like my mom passed away, so I had kind of taken some time off and then when we knew we were going to NXT, like that last run on the indies that we were finishing up, one of the last places was Defy. And it was Darby and, and Matt Cross. That makes sense. Yeah, and it was fun, man. And it, and it was good. And it, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's a fond memory for sure. It was good memories, good memories. Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, Darby come all this way at this point. At that time, he was still finding his way, um, you know, but that boatloads of potential for sure. Uh, Kyle and I were not, you know, we didn't, there was no undisputed era at that time, you know, we were just, but we, we had really great chemistry as as Red Dragon and Matt, and Matt Cross, a great worker to begin with. So it was like, you know, kind of a thrown together match, but we, uh, fuck, I just remember it being really good, a lot of fun. Kyle and I got to go out and be, you know, real heels because Darby, you know, in that role, super baby face. And, and how do you not like Matt Cross? I mean, guy, it's like a gymnast. So he's like know. Dennis. Dennis is a gymnast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dennis yeah. is a gym teacher. Is that the same thing? Sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dennis is like a gym teacher. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a gymnast. So yeah. yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, got, it's got similar yeah. letters. It's got similar <laughs> letters in it. It both starts with it with Jim. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Duggan. Oh Haas. Jim Haas. Jim oh. Haas. Wow. It's yeah. a name that I haven't heard in forever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stay nope. in Colony. How about Terry Deason? That picture he posted on his Facebook from his first year of football. <laughs> yeah. I shared a backfield with him that year. Nice. 
We I were, did. Uh, I did too, but not in the way I should have been. Oh, uh, you were a secret admirer. No, he um, oh. he was my arch nemesis throughout high school. I always lined up against him. Terry yeah, he was. Terry was a tough street customer. Well, that was Pop Warner, not high no, school. No, I high school. I played against him. Well, I know that. But I'm saying the picture he posted was from Colony Pop Warner. I'm not talking about the picture from Pop Warner. Can't you oh, fucking Dennis stay, was. Can't you stay on topic for once? Yeah. Friend? Why no, is it gonna, thing, why is it all gonna be about you? Friend? Next thing you know, we're gonna be talking about food that doesn't make you shit again. Yeah. Can't anyone cheese, get cheese, the spotlight cheese, other dairy. than you, Frank? Cheese, cheese why and is dairy. Everything gonna be about you. Cheese and dairy generally don't make me give you the poops, but go ahead. Go ahead. But let's take a guess who they give the poops to. You. Everything's about you. <laughs> we got to rename this podcast. The Poop Shoot? The Undisputed nope. Podcast with Frank Ferraro. <laughs> it's only Frank. Doesn't have the poopy, same ambiance. Poopy lips, Frank Ferraro. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> Are we done with Sting? We're done with Sting. <laughs> All right, we're done with Sting. Um, bravo to a fucking stellar career. Uh, one of easily the greats. Uh, argument can be made for... I, I almost feel like he might have been. Not that they didn't share ring time and whatnot, but he might have been like our generation's... Um, or not our generation, but the generation that we watched coming up, I think version of like, uh, in the same way that like Darby Allen is seen as like this generation's Sting, kind of. Um, I think Sting kind of held a similar place to uh, Ricky Steamboat. Like Ricky Steamboat was considered in in Flair's generation, like the guy that like he would just never not be a babyface. He is the like you look up babyface in the dictionary and you see Ricky Steamboat and Ricky Morton. You know what I mean? Just okay. synonymous with that. So I think Sting, like uh, until Crow Sting, was just that. You know, he, there was nothing not to love about him. He looked like a million bucks. He was athletic as fuck. He had a cool haircut. He reminded me of Brian Bosworth. There was nothing not to fucking like. And then the crow sting, not the same, totally different and dark and blah, blah, blah. But eventually that became super baby face because of the circumstances. And you know, whoever booked it and the way he played it, which speaks to, you know, his understanding of the industry, um, you know, it took a, it, it was an anti-hero during a time that like anti-heroes is what was cool, you know? Yeah. So really, uh, you know, kudos to the fact that he had his finger on the pulse of, of that. And any interaction I had with them, you know, they say they don't meet your idols, don't meet your your um, favorites, and uh, I can <laughs> speak nothing but the opposite 
when it comes to having met him when I was in AEW. And then getting a chance to work with him and, you know, take it bumping off of uh, whatever he hit me with. <laughs> I don't remember. But, chair. Uh, yeah. No, did he hit me with chair? I don't know. I made it up. I don't know. I think he punched me. <laughs> I made it up. Yeah. I think for the sake of the story, he hit you. He hit me with flair. He hit me with Ric Flair. He swung. Ooh. He swung yeah, Ric Flair. He grabbed a drunk Ric Flair by the ankles. <laughs> now, just... have you been in the presence of drunk Ric Flair? No, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I, he may have been drunk a couple of times. I've been around him, but uh... but he wasn't acting like a fool, though. No, no. But I've not been around him too often. <laughs> So, you know, and I don't hang out the same places. <laughs> well, no, you quit drinking years ago, and yeah, Rick still well, hangs out. Really, I mean, I didn't quit drinking. I just don't do it anywhere near it to the level I once did. Fair Rick has gotten sure better at it. I think he's <laughs> well. You know, so Tony, professional. Yeah, he, he was. You guys know he was on Rogan recently, and Tony Hinchcliffe, a stand-up comedian who loves pro wrestling, mm-hmm. a good friend of Joe Rogan's, and uh, I heard Tony Hinchcliffe on on some interview or podcast recently talking about, um, you know the the few days that he went and and him and Flair hung out together. <laughs> he just. Yeah, it's amazing to think that a, a man his age is uh, rolling as hard as he does. <laughs> we got him on the show, Tony. Flair? Oh, no. Tony Hinchcliffe? Yeah. I don't know. Or Tony Khan? <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Tony Martinez. Wouldn't, listen, Tony Khan wouldn't have to clear it with the office to get permission to come on. I mean, he is the office. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is that is true. We could just Tony Martinez. How about anybody named Tony? We just okay. Tony Mamaluke. Aunt me. Tony Mamaluke. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. He was the FBI. Tony Guria. Tony Guria. Tony Guria. Tony Jurassi. He's a police chief. Is he still? Yeah, down in I think he's down in uh, Kingston. Yeah, I think he I think he is. He was disconnect- <laughs> I think he was disconnected. He police down chief in, for a while. Uh, down or Waterloo, somewhere down in uh, hell. He yeah, well maybe he's chief in hell. Well, guess, Kingston, Kingston, hell. Eddie Kingston, <laughs> Eddie, Ki- Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. What are we doing? Word association with maybe. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're done with Sting. <laughs> Five minutes ago, we we're done Sting. Ten, right. ten minutes before that, we we're done All Sting. Right. So, what's the next topic here? What are we on to now? We never did do the Mount Rushmore of um, second generations. Uh, that's a good callback. Forty-five minutes later, let's finish right. that. So we'll just that... we'll blow right past that. Let's <laughs> just we'll skip that one. <laughs> I actually came up with my fourth, which would have been Dustin Rhodes, but mm. I got Terry Funk, Jake Roberts, Randy Orton. Okay, those are your four. That's, oh, I like that's only three. three. That's only three. Okay. Um, Randy Savage. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. Um. 
I'm just gonna blow the doors off this thing, and I, my <laughs> my Mount Rushmore is gonna have one. Now, yeah. did you say Cody? Who Jenny? me? Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of just went, well, we named three because we named The Rock. Right. And I named Orton and Cody. And then I, and then, my fourth was Goldust. Okay. And then I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. Oh, it's a good one. That's a good one. Nice. Well done, sir. Yeah. God rest his soul. 100%. Yeah. That was good. That was yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's we pick this back up and breathe some love into the podcast. Like brother love, I love Dr. you. Dr. Tom, where Dr. uh where 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 now? Cuz there's still where wrestling now? talk. There's still wrestling talk. So <clears throat> what um I'm trying to look it up, Frank. <laughs> Wrestling talk? I mean, uh, like, yeah, I crown, like know. Crown Jewel talk, or oh, 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 got a little nugget. How about? How about? Uh, I mean, Frank, how could you not? How did you miss this, Frank? I don't know. Enlighten me, a wise one, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Your boyfriend. Yeah, your man crush against Roman your at Crown Jewel. Boyfriend. I've got against new... the attraction himself, Roman Reigns. That's Rear. gonna be that's gonna... Roman Reigns. That's gonna be a banger. Uh, yeah, you think so? I didn't realize how tall LA Knight was until he got head to head with Roman Reigns. They're kind of similar height wise. They're kind of are they? Really? Yeah, I was. Badly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, because LA Knight does not look tall. Oh, but I think no. that's more to do with his physique. Um, he doesn't appear tall. But, um, you know, I found that out about myself is that um, I'm not tall. <laughs> no. You found that out I, about yourself? I, yeah. I didn't. Yes, I, I guess growing up, I, I didn't realize how short, but I'm pretty short. Um, and so LA Knight is uh, taller than me, I think. <laughs> Do we note it? Do we yeah. note it? Wonderful deduction that we just yeah. came to there. That was good. But that makes him no different than my oldest daughter because she's taller than me, too. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight, the best promo guy in the business right now? Um, He's up there. He's definitely good, for sure. And, he, and he's great from an ad-lib place. Um, I don't know. You see The Rock come back, and it's hard to hard to argue same thing with like cena it's they've been doing it at such a high level for so long it's, it's hard to think that anybody tops them you know there's a guy and coming bray wyatt before he passed away like as far as being a, a 
character. So I guess there's different kinds of, you know, good talkers or whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I think one of the things that uh, Cole was especially great at was making it just very regular conversational. Um, he did a really wonderful job. And I don't know how much of this is natural and how much of it is, is working, but he is very good at, at placing the pauses. And, and that's the thing is he's not placing them. This is just his cadence and he's, but he's able to like, just be in the moment and be in the character and, and be present. And I think that that's something, uh, Actually, recently I brought it up quite a few times in my, my the seminars and stuff that I've done is I think lack of presence is some one of the things that's killing our business. And it's, it's because of the way that we've learned to do this industry. Uh, not to be too old school, but... You know that call it in the ring that that's become almost cliche and a joke but if you think about it if you're calling it in the ring you're not necessarily thinking about what's coming next because you don't know what's coming next <laughs> so you're engaged you're where your feet are because you're trying to be perceptive to whatever is next, as opposed to if you know, because you talked about it previously, you know it's supposed to go A, B, C, D, E, and you're trying to remember all of that. You're trying to remember the alphabet and then fucking, you know, D comes after M and you're now, does the whole thing fall apart? <clears throat> so there's no presence. Like you're not, you're not where your feet are. You're thinking about all of what you tried memorizing. Doesn't that, if it was me, the ring, and I've got to, I got to memorize all these spots, all these moves. I will promise you, I will guarantee you, <laughs> I'm going to mess up. <laughs> so then that's the art of this, too, is that what do you do when you mess up? I quit. What? I mean, do you know, so then that's where you're even further behind the eight ball because you're not used to ad-libbing and thinking on your feet because you're used to, yeah, we, you know, we plan everything and then we go out and we do what we planned. <clears throat> I honestly can't think of a match that I've had in my entire 24 year career or whatever it's been that everything went as planned. So if you're not comfortable with the discomfort of something going wrong, the first time that happens, you sure as shit don't want it to be on TV. <laughs> so there's the flaw in how 
the industry has kind of developed or evolved. See, I'd rather have it that way where we're in the ring and you're telling me, okay, X, Y, do this. I'll do that. I'm going to do this. Rather than me walking to the ring, having all these thoughts in my head, like, okay, when we get in there, I got to do this, this, and this, and he's going to do this, this, and this in that sequence. Yeah. If I don't do this, this, and this, what do I do if something goes wrong? I, I, it'd be a panic attack walking to the ring. Right, but that's kind of the way the business evolved to the point where now, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I know, like, for me of late, because I'm not being told what to do, um, I prefer to call it in the ring. And I'm enjoying calling it in the ring i'm enjoying myself i'm not worried about it being perfect and i know that it not being perfect is the way that i can stand out because still even at this point in my career i still want to stand out on the card as not only a good wrestler but also as like somebody who's keen to traditions of the business of of not you know not repeating things and not, you know, you got a 10 card show. Not every match has to start with a lockup. Some of them like to start with Bobby throwing pizza in the parking lot. I don't That didn't start. Wow. That sorry. <laughs> that was like a mid match. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly where we were, but that was, <laughs> that was somewhere at least after the first, you know, five or six minutes. I I didn't go right for the pizza. I and I think the guy was bringing the pizza in. When I came out, he was bringing it, and that's what gave me the idea. Because then, when I, you know, that whole thing started, I was like, "Huh, okay." Pizza got here. No pizza for you. <laughs> No pizza for you. God, I literally I thought that was a joke. I look at my phone and it said something to the effect where I threw pizza in the parking lot. Pizza in the parking lot. I go I go back to bed. I wake up in the morning and it's on YouTube of you throwing literally throwing pizza in the parking lot. This table, I'm like, oh, that that actually happened. Yeah, I mean, not one of my prouder moments in the it, it like i've truly at this point in my career and in my life um you know there's a lot of shitty behaving people that doesn't mean necessarily that these people are shitty people um i think we could all show more grace to one another um, and not take everything so personal um, and maybe just, you know, we don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. It's similar to what I was saying earlier about like, you know, so Phil's a bad martial artist and he's not, you know, there's things about his whatever that I don't agree with, but like, I don't know. It doesn't give me clearance to like speak ill of the man. I mean, we don't, 
we're not each other's flavor and that's perfectly fine um i would at this at this point like i i want to show more grace towards him and anyone else who you know because i don't know what they're dealing with or what their traumas are or what you know i don't know and i would want that sort of grace in return so I think I need to do a better job of showing people grace. And that pizza move was not very graceful. <laughs> no, it was yeah. fucking hilarious. For one. Yeah, it's funny, just, but yeah. I don't know. People like pizza, you know? Pizza's, pizza's good. <clears throat> I, like pizza. I, I like pizza. Like, yeah. I like pizza. Well, and pizza's one of those things that, like, you can eat and eat and eat and eat <laughs> and eat. You know, like, you can love pancakes, but at the time you've eaten three or four, you're kind of like, eh. like yeah, okay, that's enough. Yeah, cider donuts. Oh, delicious! Good a good warm cider donut. Oh, but baby doll. Ten cider donuts. Eh, no. It's a little much. No, I'm gonna be in the bathroom most of the day. Yeah, right, right. But Drop. pizza, I feel like pizza. You know, it's like one pie goes down, and you're like, I could probably do at least half another. I still, feel although like it's if, been a if, long time. If I eat a full fucking pizza, there's gonna be problems. I'm uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of fucking food. Like that's for three slices, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The only person I know that can eat like a full on full pizza, and I don't and I say I know know of, I don't know him, is the rock. Like his cheat day fucking Well his cheat day usually has something to do with peanut butter. French peanut butter pancakes, yeah. The first toast, oh it looks so yeah. good. Yeah, and like <laughs> four pizzas and uh, everything else. Yeah. Now I want peanut and butter some pancakes. Terramina, and some Terramina tequila. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a bottle of tequila today at work. Sent to me from one of the artists. It was really random. I was like, oh shit. What I kind of vodka? Tequila. Um, I don't know the name oh, of it. Oh, did I say vodka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whiskey I'm like, I'm like i got Jack a bottle Daniels. of tequila oh okay what kind of what kind of vodka <laughs> yeah. did they send you i don't know it was what kind of vodka is tequila <laughs> <laughs> it's, right, it's it's mexican here, vodka it's hot great it's getting hot here yeah this uh the sweater's gotta come off I'm, yeah i can't take it bobby forgot hot. that he lives in fucking florida he's got a sweater on <sighs> um Anyway, what was I going to... Shit. So, just to touch back on Crown Jewel, what? how do you... What What do you think happens with L.A. Knight Roman right. Reigns? Oh, so Bobby was not listening. If I didn't... If I really don't have shorts on, guys... You're completely naked now? <laughs> That's... I mean... Yeah, I'm going to try not to think about that. Yeah. So... So it's what do we so think? It's so hot in here, yeah, right? Because you're in, it's Florida. Is your yes. air on? Uh, it was. I don't know what has happened out there since I came in here. <laughs> you you got to call somebody in that. You got to call somebody. Yeah. All right. So what are we, uh, where are we? So just to go, just to go back to Crown Jewel quick before we get to Bobby's best bets. Mm. What happens with LA Knight Roman Reigns? Like, does that, does well, LA Knight losing to Rome? Well, yeah, but does him losing to Roman cool him off at all? It depends how he loses. If it's like a screwball type <sighs> deal, then I don't think so. No, or because the shit just enjoy it. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, don't but... be one of the, don't, don't be the, don't be that. Just, just enjoy it. But I don't want to see the wind taken out of that guy's sail. He's fucking yeah, white hot. But if it is taken out of his sails by that happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, right. But then if it, if it does, though, then was he that guy? Was he that white hot? You know what I mean? Like nobody worried about. The wind getting taken out of Dusty's sails because when Dusty was Dusty Rhodes, and you know we were just kids when he was just another wrestler before he had become the Dream. That's a generation before us, so they would be able to speak to that, and they might have had those same doubts as you know you're having about. LA night about Dusty the first time he wrestled superstar Billy Graham or you know who knows? that's a match you gotta go by, back and watch Dusty superstar Billy Graham Madison Square Garden yeah I think the I've Texas death match. oh fantastic fantastic oh, yeah. but that's what I mean so like LA night has been up to every stage of this process so far so no matter what it is win or lose why why would it affect him any worse than anything else that's you know come his way there's not a perfect way to book somebody there's not and if you try to make it completely perfect like you'll fuck it up way worse than if you just just do things naturally be smart about it. and they will be it's fucking wwe you know like that i and that's not to say that other companies can't book well they can but uh, i'm just saying like i don't i think wwe recognizes what they have with him and that's why you're seeing him with roman period yeah. And wherever that goes, you know, it's going to be good TV. It's intriguing as fuck already. Yeah. The fact that they're putting him in there with Roman, like pulling the trigger like that, that's like, you know, a few years ago would have been like putting him in there with Cena. And they did put him in there with Cena. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So it's like they're giving him what more. And this is something that bothers me with fans too. It's like, <laughs> You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right? That comes down to WWE, AEW, a any company. Like, you're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah, you're not. They waited too long to pull the trigger on LA Knight. Or is he a ripoff? Like, which one is it? He can't be both. Right. But yet, that's the way people play it. Like, just sit back and fucking enjoy it. Speaking of which, I'll, I'll leave you with this. You're leaving gave, after this? I gave you L.A. Knight as a guy to look at months ago. Another guy, Juice Robinson. I, I There's something about him. He's got that prickish. Something about him just makes me laugh. It gets, he's going to be one of those guys in a couple years. It's L.A. Knight's game. Yeah. Okay. I love that group he has with um, the guns and um, what's his name? Yeah. 
Jay White, I that's. I would love nothing more than to see them be successful. Uh, Jay White's great. Um, I'm not going to speak about him as like the Jay White that I first met in New Japan because he was paying his dues. And he has so grown beyond what anybody could have even hoped as a performer from that point. So we'll speak about him in the present day, Jay White. I mean, he checks all the boxes as far as I'm concerned. Juice, on top of being a great performer, is a great person. Um, and then the Gun Boys, I don't know them very well. But the bit I do know of them was they were always um, like a pleasure to talk to, deal with around they were always you know light and having fun um yeah so i mean fuck kudos to tony khan though for he had the issue with cole get hurt he needed to do something with mjf yeah called the audible and he's, he's got something going on with the guns and all yeah. those guys it's yeah that's well, good. Hell yeah that's the good stuff right there I, let's give him some credit i mean the guy's booking takes and ass kicking sometimes publicly when anything that's seen negative, like he certainly gets his press for. So let's give him some press for the positives. I mean, that's the gun club, it, you know, it's, it's over and it's doing well. And I, I dare I say, I think it's drawing, you know, viewers to their TV. So you're damn right. Yeah. Bravo. Tony Khan. I'm intrigued as fuck to find out who this devil character is too. Who now? Who's that? Is that with MJF? Well, that's the speculation of who it is, but they haven't revealed who. Because he's referred to himself as the devil. Oh yeah, he yeah. has. So but, who else is referring to the devil like that? You would. Well, he's. I guess I haven't kept it up to speed. Well, no, it's just someone that's. I think only made uh, what two appearances, I think, or something like that. Is he and, made but appearances under a hood? Or it's something? a mask. It's a, a devil mask. mask. And he Not, comes out to the arena. Like he's in back the arena? so far. Twice backstage. backstage, yeah. Okay, and it's like his voice disguised. Hasn't said a word. Okay, hasn't said it. What's anything. the mask look like? The devil. Okay. You know what I think it is? I think it's Ollie Anderson. Stinger. Now that's Black Scorpion. Sorry. <laughs> Stinger on the Black Scorpion. <laughs> what the Shockmaster? I think I just combined three different characters into one. Sharkmaster. The Sharkmaster. The Sharkmaster. Shark we should shark. have, it should be, that That should be the gimmick. I'll, and I offer to be it, to be the Sharkmaster during Shark Week. Nice. I'll, I'll be that anywhere. AEW, <laughs> WWE, hell, world-class championship wrestling. The Sharkmaster. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's uh, go to Bobby's best bets. Let's do it. Okay. Did you send them to me, Frank? Why well, you don't use them? No, I don't. You just, I you just made them up last week and went three and zero. Three and zero. Of course, the first time you were probably going to be zero and three because all three teams were on by on a bye week. But you know, it's okay. You couldn't have lost that week though. You couldn't have lost. Yeah, I can't lose. I can't lose. Okay. 
Um, all right. This week, I'm going with the Panthers, the Jaguars, and the Patriots. Ooh. Frank, are you writing those down? Is that what you? I am. Then I'll go ahead and give you mine because I also went with the Jaguars over the Steelers, Jets over the Giants, and Niners over the Bengals. I have Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Minnesota. Jackson Vanilla. Jackson Vanilla. (laughs) Jackson Vanilla. Justin Jackson Vanilla. Double J, the original Double J, Justin Jackson. Just... <laughs> really? Uh, he was the original Double J. He was the, the original Double J. Was. Uh, I mean, I'm not great at math, but I'm pretty sure Double J is older than he is, but that's fine. Small details. I know. Yeah. We're, you know, young and watching that guy on TV. Anyway, anyway, so there you go. There's your there's your Bobby's best bets. We did it. Fuckers. We did it. The show was brought to you by BobbyFishApparel.com. And this show is also, I guess you'd call it the birthday episode. This yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. No, yeah, because our birthday is Friday. Yeah. Shit fuck. We took our we're gonna now, be old. Some of us are already old. Yeah. Depending on who. Yeah. I think it's past my bedtime too. It is. More than likely. Yeah. Well, well, we're gonna try to find a guest one of these days. I mean, I could go out next door and just knock on a neighbor's door and get somebody on if you want. Yeah, I mean, I will say. Don't know how much they know about what's going on, but that's fine. Neither do we. No. All right, Frank. Hoochie, coochie, co. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to even try to follow that one up. Say goodnight, Bobby. Goodnight, Bobby. Meow! Not called. That's uncalled for, Frank.